Welcome to the Holt Center Podcast. This is Rich Hobby, Director of Marketing for the Holt Center, and thank you for joining us for this episode. I'm so excited for today's chat as I'm getting to speak with Ron Artista II, who is an incredible musician and performer. Simply put, he's just this phenomenal guitarist, vocalist, and just lights up the stage the moment he sets foot on it. Ron was actually recently on stage in the Soaring Theater during a time we could only have 50 people inside the building, and we're exceptionally excited to have him return along with his full band, The Truth, Ron, aloha, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm really looking forward to coming back to Eugene, especially the Holt Center. Well, I know Eugene's excited to see you come back as well. And the last time we saw you was quite the solo show, which saw you finish your set adorned with a giggling baby, dancing daughters on stage. <laughs> so what was that memory like? Man, it was really amazing. It was a surreal moment of, you know, coming through these last two years and then being able to come down to Eugene and do a concert in such a beautiful space and have my family out with me on the road. It was like a glimpse of normalcy coming back. Perfect. And uh, will the family be joining you on this one or are they going to be staying home on, on for these dates? Oh, the family's going to be with me on this trip. So I'm really looking mm -hmm. forward to it. Well, perfect. I know definitely a number of our back of house staff will, will love to trade a high five with them when they come through the, do the doors. <laughs> That's going to be fun, man. Yeah, it's going to be fun. They're, they're growing so quick, man. Time, time moves so fast for little kids. I bet. Yeah. So now that you're able to return with the full band, uh, what can audiences expect? Um, the difference between, I'd say that the, the biggest difference between the full band and my solo performances is just, there's such an eclectic sound. Um, when I'm playing with these guys, it's, it's so much fun. There's so much energy. We get to really kind of push and pull off of each other. And we're just gonna, we're gonna be journeying through our new album as well as the album Soul Street. So we'll be coming on blues, funk, um, soul. It's overall, it's gonna be an evening of soul. And it's a lot of fun because it's like, we hopefully get everybody in there moving. It's gonna be an experience. As well, I was just listening to your most recent album uh, with Ron Artis' second and The Truth. Uh, the album's titled Purpose and was released in 2021. Uh, and show some of the incredible range you have as a musician. Uh, what messages were you hoping to share on this album? This album was really important to us because it's like, um, it was a wild two years. I don't need to even get in it for anybody. But um, one thing that kept coming to front of mind was purpose. Um, I once heard a long time ago when I was growing up that uh, you only go as far as your purpose takes you. And if you're if we seem to align ourselves with the popular thought that fame or all those things are, are worthy of where to put your heart at and where to put your goals, it's, um, it only gets you so far, especially through times like these last two years. If your goal is to be famous, if your goal is to get known, if your goal is to get a lot of money in the bank, it's only going to drive you so far. You're going to lose hope. You're going to lose fuel. You're going to feel this unfulfilling moments in your life. And, this album was really trying to lean into what my purpose is and what purposes I appreciate in other people I've met through my journey of life. And one of the songs is titled More Than Me. And that's really a, a, a personal reflection at the music industry itself that, you know, there's so many folks that come in my life and they tell me, you know, be the greatest you can be, be this star, be this thing. To me, the word being a star, star is a four letter word to me. It's something that that I, I never aspire to be. I think the best I can be in this world is of service to other people and um, trying to find some way to leave something, 
something special behind um, once I've lived my life through to help somebody get through and navigate the times that they've going to um, have to navigate through their lives. And um, this song just wants to highlight um, a lot of the beautiful things in, in life that are worth living for besides myself. There's so much more than myself worth living for. And that's what the song's about. When did you find your purpose? What was that path like for yourself? Um, <laughs> I, I I found my purpose because uh, I I had I, I grew had two good parents growing up, and um, they kept putting the challenge to me. Especially my dad, he would be like, um, "Hey, Ron, why you? Why music?" And I, you know, being a I don't know, sixteen, eighteen, twenty year old through those spans of years of. I would just respond, oh, it's just because I love the music, man. And he's like, that's beautiful, but it's not enough. Hmm. You've got to find out what your reason is, what your purpose is, because that's inevitably what's going to carry you through the darker times of your life um, to keep doing what you're passionate about. You've got to know what the reason is. And it was it was really um, it was really tough for me to think about that, you know, over the, the span of the conversation with my father about this, especially it was like. One day I remember telling him that, oh, man, I, I, he's like, why are you? And I was like, well, because I love doing music with my dad. You know, my dad was my first music teacher and we spent all this time together. And he looked me square in the eyes and he said, that's beautiful. I love that, but I won't always be here. And of course, you think like your dad's going to be on you every day, like riding you, man, until you're 90 or whatever. But unfortunately, a year after that, my dad passed away and it was by far the heaviest moment of my life. And I remember all those conversations of finding what your reason is, finding why you have your gift, why you have the breath of life, the beat in your heart still going. Um, you still have a difference to make on this planet. What's that difference? What do you want that difference to be? Um, if someone's answer is, I want to be the greatest who ever lived and I want to be celebrated through the end of time, I beg you to reevaluate that decision because life is just, it's such a gift. It's so beautiful. And um, there's so many people in this planet who are struggling. And um, there's so many things that we go through personally. We fall into the feeling that it happened to us and we completely miss out on the truth that you get a wonderful gift with all your struggles, everything you've gone through, everything you've been allowed to experience in your life. It's there's something special about those moments, however hard they may be. Hmm. And um, I sometimes remind people that when you've come through that struggle, you've been given a torch to light the way through that darkness for someone else. So just appreciate the lessons that we've been given in our lives. And, um, Find your reason, find your purpose and appreciate it, love it, um, cherish it and um, love other people. Well, I love that sentiment. Um, and, and it's funny yes. that, that you mentioned love, because if there's one theme that seems to carry through your music, I'd say that it's love, like in all caps. Um, and, <laughs> Thanks, man. and I'd love to know, in your opinion, what makes a love song truly great? And do you have any just like like a top three to five of those are ron's love songs oh man you mean my love songs that i've written or love songs that i love to go and listen to or i'd love both play? to be honest i'd love to know what love songs influenced you then i then you know or maybe maybe you can even select you know if there was one love song for ron that you think everyone should hear yeah then, then what oh, would that dude. be 
Oh man, well, there, there's a bunch, right? Um, everything from Lobo M um, by Charles Aznavour. Oh, I love that song. Um, How Do You Mend a Broken Heart by Al Green. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's all over the map, right? Um, I think the biggest thing for me was um, uh, I, I wrote an album uh, two years ago, and it's called Yulia. It's titled After My Wife. And we celebrated uh, eight years of marriage that year. And and I decided to write an album just as a testament of our love. And the thing for me, someone asked me like the hardest question in the world, which was like, what is love? And I'm like, <laughs> if I could describe that in less than a minute, I, I don't know, I would have to be, I'd have to be an insane genius. I think we can only ever describe a perspective of love um in each in, in each conversation we only we're talking about one of the most powerful forces in the whole universe so it's like when i describe love it's um this deep caring for someone that you care about them so much that not only do you want to fill their highest highs with them their joys their their memories you want to share all that but you also want to fill their pain you also want to feel their struggles with them. If something's affecting them, you want it to affect you because you care so deeply about this person or this this group of people. Or you just this feeling is it's indescribable. You want to thrive with them. You want to see them thrive. You want to struggle with them. You want to cry with them. You want to you want to share life together. And it's important, I think, for us to, in this fast-paced society, to be able to discern the difference between love and lust. Because there's so many of these quick love songs that are just like, oh, babe, I like how you look tonight, or I like this, or I like that, I love your hair, I love this. And it's like, oh, slow down, yo, slow down. <laughs> it, it, connect to that person. Mm -hmm. Care about that person. Because inevitably, it, it, we're, are we helping each other or are we hurting each other? And um it's it's important to have fun and 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 live lightheartedly at times but it's also important to know that every decision we make every step we take is um we're making a footprint in this life and so it's just trying to be aware you know yeah that's beautiful thank now, you <clears throat> having seen you play guitar um and having played guitar myself i have to ask a question of the way the style that you play guitar takes considerable skill and practice. What advice do you have for developing musicians when they hit a wall or a hurdle in their development? Um, find and appreciate your voice. I want to say, like, um, when I was first off learning guitar, I think I was about 13 when I started. And then before that, it was mostly all keyboards and bass. And then at 16, 18 was kind of the moment of hitting a wall and realizing I'm not going to be able to play everything. You know, it was like, man, music itself is this endless journey. You could live 10 lifetimes and never reach the end of it. Um, be fair with yourself. Find what you're passionate about. Find out what your voice is because far too often we don't value our own individuality when it comes to music it's like how you speak no one really likes to listen to the recording of themselves speaking it's because but to someone else it could they could find it really soothing 
but um, it to you, it can just sound like you. And the same could be when you play guitar licks or chord progressions or a solo, you think it just sounds like me. I'd like it if it sounded more like someone I love listening to. I mean, uh, there's a lot of times where I'm just like, man, I wish I could do this look a little bit more like Russ Montgomery or George Benson or you know, if I could really get that butterfly vibrato a little better, like BB King, you know what I mean? Or pick up my pick up a Strat and just kill it like Stevie Ray Vaughan. You know, it's just all these different voices through music. It's just it's so beautiful. But at some point, you have to ask yourself, what is it I love about those musicians? And for me, that answer was they don't sound like anyone else. So it's like, why are you trying to sound like someone else? So it's like. It's important to try to practice. It's important to research and dissect, um, dissect a favorite song, figure out what you love about it and just shed it and work at it, work at progressions and all this stuff and push yourself. But I, I, I'd like to invite the performer that feels like they hit a wall or writer feels like they hit a wall to explore this idea. The idea is simple. Everything, every living thing on the planet is allowed to have seasons except for us. We don't allow ourselves to have seasons. If you feel like you're not in spring, you're not in summer, you feel like something's wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You just need to let the soil sit. You just need to let your mind drift. You just need to dream. You just need to relax, step back, do whatever you need to do. Um, spring will come again. Summer will come again. And every one of those seasons are important. So it's just live, live life and respect yourself, respect the process and have fun. That's perfect. So before I've got one question left before we wrap up. Um, and it's because I love asking about influential um, albums. Um, and I'd love to hear about one album that influenced you when you were young and one album that is actually influencing you right now. That's so funny. Um, I, I actually I had it, a picture of it on my thing. Um, I think because like I've been locked at home the last couple of weeks because we had went and got co got ourselves COVID in Colorado, so we were we were all locked up. And um, my wife thought it was a good idea to get me a um, a vinyl player and a vinyl while I was here, and she went to she was looking through all this stuff and trying to pick one out that she thought I might like. And she had no idea that this was one of the singularly, one of the most pivotal albums of my childhood. It is Breezin by George Benson made in 1976. When that song masquerade came on, it changed me. Um, here's like, try and picture. I think I must've been, uh, Darn it, um, 12, nine, no, 12 or 13. And my dad had a record collection and he put this song on. And when Masquerade started, it just was like, what is happening? There's so many harmonies there. This guy is singing the notes with his guitar. It's just, it's an experience. That album for me was very pivotal. Um, I did not know that it meant the beginning of a long, hard journey. <laughs> I didn't know that it meant that I would uh, have a really hard time appreciating pop music for years and that most of my friends from then on out would be my dad's age. 
I had no idea that it encompassed all that. Uh, but yeah, I ended up, you know, pretty much living in the corner of my bedroom with a guitar and an amp, um, hovered up next to some kind of sound playing device and just repeating the same song over and over and trying to learn it. Um, later in life, it would be the Continuum album by John Mayer. That album um, was another eye and ear opener. Um, There's so many more albums along the way. It was the Ohio Players, um, Parliament Funkadelic, those guys. Um, uh, what was it? There's an album with Albert King and Stevie Ray Vaughan, um, the song Blues at Sunrise. There's just so many moments just where it was like, hey, you think this is something that you're into? And then boom, it explodes. You know, uh, Ingvig Malmsteen, I'll never forget the song Arpeggios. Uh, it just, you know, I'll never forget thinking like, oh, I'm a bad guitar player. I'm 16 years old and I'm shredding. And then I, that comes on and you're like, did did he speed up the recording? And my dad's like, nope. <laughs> the guy's just pretty crazy. And it's just, you know, you hear all these different things and, and, and it's just all the way to, you know, Pavarotti, Sting, Bob Marley, um, Donny Hathaway, Stevie Wonder. Uh, it just goes on and on and on. There's just... Um, there's just songwriting. I'll never forget the first time I heard, I think it was the album was called Acoustic Soul by Indy Irie and Urban Sweep by Maxwell, Brown Sugar by D'Angelo. There was just these moments where you're kind of going down your road, you know, what you think you're going to pursue. And then all of a sudden, bam, something comes out. Or you hear Adele the first time on the radio. And you're just like, whoa, man, music is endless. You know, and that's something I love about it. Well, as promised, um, I'll wrap it up there. But before we do, I uh, just want to give you the opportunity. Where where should people be finding your music? Um, they can, wherever music streaming, you can go online. Uh, obviously, it's more supportive to an artist to buy directly or at a show or something. But I, I like I said earlier, I'm, I'm really all about people kind of experiencing the music any way they can that's, that's accessible to them. So you can just search my name um just know there's two projects out there if you want to hear more of the solo music it's just my name ron artista second if you want to hear the band it's ron artista second and the truth um i'm really looking forward to coming to eugene playing the uh hold center with the band and having a great time and um yeah man i can't wait to see everybody well ron we can't thank you enough for taking the time to check in with us and and can't wait to see you and the truth uh, tickets and info are available at holtcenter.org and thanks again ron and uh, we look forward to seeing you very soon thank you so much man it's gonna be amazing i'm looking forward to it every day when you start to rise searching for what you keep inside so everybody got something to say you got to live for you never feel alive.